Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. This podcast discusses faith, mental health, church, and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. I am Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, and I am your host for this podcast. Consider me your church counselor and consultant who is discipling the body and the members in mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. I am trained in both psychology and theology, equipped and equipping for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. This applies also to our special guests who have opinions and professional insights and expertise of their own. Their contribution is also not to be regarded as therapy. Our aim here is to hold conversation around these important topics regarding the church and mental health. So thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for being with us again today on the podcast. And I'm so happy to have you here because I have a very, very, very special guest with me on today. I'm so excited for this conversation. So, so excited for you all to meet him if you don't already know him. So we have Zimbabwe. Am I pronouncing that right? Zimbabwe, yes. Zimbabwe. I always want to say Bowie, Bowie. Yeah, it's like Bowie. I don't know why. Anyway, I, I've, I've gotten plenty, plenty worse. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Sambawi. Yes, thank you so much for being with us on today, uh, Sambawi. Will you please just introduce yourself to our listeners and let them know who you are and the beautiful things that you're out here in the world doing? And then we'll kind of let everybody know what our conversation will be about today. Sure. Well, my name is Simbawi Nibaye Jr. I'm sure that's a mouthful for anybody out there. Um, I'm uh, born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey. I uh, am married uh, this July. It will be 15 years, two children. Um, I'm an entrepreneur with uh, several business entities that include an apparel brand, um, music and video, uh, editing services, among others, podcasting, um, I'm a youth mentor and a parenting coach and um, voiceover artist as well. So they all kind of work together. I know it seems like a lot, but they all kind of work together uh, like a well-oiled machine, as you may say. And uh, currently, uh, brand new author. So I'm adding that to my uh, list of, of uh, titles and, and, and accolades as well. Um, I worked in the education system for over 10 years. Uh, as a youth mentor, a parenting coach kind of came out of um, my entrepreneurship as well. And then I've been done 30 years, you know, with uh, uh, music. I'm also a musician as well. Uh, 30 years with music, um, over 20 years of video and, and voiceover artistry. And um, I'm enjoying life and enjoying uh, just taking everything one step at a time rather than try to make everything happen all at one time. You know, it's all about the journey. And uh, that's easier said yeah. than done. But when you start to learn uh, more about, you know, just outside of our little box of life, you start looking at life as a whole, you start realizing that it's, it's all about the journey. And the slower you go in that journey, the more exponential you can go when the timing becomes right for you to meet preparedness 
and destiny. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Love that. And that is so true. I find that to be the case the older, the older I get. I remember my dad, you know, would always tell us, you just keep living, you just keep living. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, every year that I get to keep living, I, I see it now. And so you're absolutely right that a lot is about the process and not just trying to you know, rush to get to this end goal. So yeah, thank you for um, reminding us of that bit of wisdom because it is wise once we really do consider that. Um, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, what we didn't say is that you, we are cousins by marriage. So um, <laughs> so this is always exciting to have family here um, today and and we are talking about you you do so many awesome things and so it's going to be a few things that we definitely are going to touch on I'm going to pick you about being um, that parenting coach you know a little bit too however um, when you did mention newfound author that is what we are talking about that is what we are focusing on today and so I'm so excited about this particular book that you have authored letting go of baby two. T-O-O, and we'll let you explain um, everything behind this, but I'm so excited about this, this conversation, I'm I'm excited about the book, and I'm really excited about this conversation, um, as I'll share in a few minutes once you kind of introduce us to the book and everything, Um, but I'm just so grateful that you have written this, that you were stirred to write it because I do believe that it is a conversation that I haven't heard, you know, a lot discussed. Um, So before I go any further and give anything more away, because I'm about to say, I, you know, what I've done with part of what this comes from, uh, I want to wait and allow you to kind of introduce us to the book and kind of share with us you know, what um, propelled you to write the book, what's the book about, and what you're hoping for the book. And then uh, Mm -hmm. I'll jump in with my anticipation that I want (laughs) to, I want to say like right now, but I'm going to restrain myself because I want you to introduce the book to us. Gotcha. No problem. So um, the book is called Letting Go of Baby 2, T-O-O. And I actually got the 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 two at the end from uh, the movie why did i get married to i was like oh i could play on that so mm-hmm. i added that to the end of the book because my wife wrote the first book letting go of baby right. and so you know when she wrote her book in 2015 um she released that and then her her and her best friend who's a counselor they wrote a follow-up book for that that was uh, a grief book about the five stages of grief after loss and so that book then became released. And so I saw how the women that read her book, both of her books, and, and were able to relate to that, uh, how it, you know, blessed them. And let's be honest, I mean, women talk about, you know, you know, this topic more than men do. And so the topic is really about baby loss. And so it's baby loss from the standpoint of whatever that baby loss is, whether it's a miscarriage, whether it's, you know, uh, it's, you know whether it happens before everything, you know, develops or even after the child may be born and, and may pass away, or even child has, has lived for some time and passes away. Now there is a, a, a slight difference between child being born, living here for a number of years, passing away as opposed to having baby loss kind of right away. Um, but I think to a degree from a, a, man, a male standpoint, 
it kind of touches on all subjects. And so when I wrote my book, Letting Go of Baby 2, uh, and the subtitle is From, from a Father's Heart, uh, it was done for from the male perspective, because I strongly believe that us as men, this is something that we just do not talk about at all. And if we do talk about it, it's, it's kind of like a, yeah, I'm okay, I'm good, and that's it. And we just kind of let it go. Uh, but for me, I saw that this is something that needs to be talked about. And because my wife, you know, wrote her book and then her follow-up, I'm like, well, women, they always talk about this. But then I saw how it brought community to, in a way, whether it was online or in person with her, with other churches, other organizations, other women. And then I said, well, what about us as men? I'm like, do we ever really talk about this, con- this, have this conversation or bring up this topic? And that's what kind of stirred me to write it. I started writing it in 2017. And then as usual, life happens and it kind of got pushed to the side and kind of left on the shelf, though I still had it in the back of my mind. I got to finish this book, but it wasn't in the forefront. It's kind of like, yeah, I know I got to do this, but it's like, yeah, I'll I'll get to it. And so this past year, me and my wife had a conversation with uh, some friends of ours who ended up having a miscarriage as well. And then talking with her husband, um, it just kind of sparked me to go ahead and just finish the book. Uh, because I realized that this is something that needs to be done, needs to get done now. And, you know, Elohim was like, finish the book. He's like, finish it now. And so it went from being me working on it kind of, you know, daily to being weekly, then it just became every day until the book was done, literally. And the book was kind of like halfway done, but it just wasn't polished. It wasn't, you know, and there were still some chapters that were left out that I hadn't done and some details. And so um, that's what's kind of sparked me to, to write and finish it. And then the, this, the, the inspiration behind it is just really, you know, um, men hurt too, mm-hmm. you know, in, in any aspect of life. And what we're taught as men is to like, you know, hold it in, suppress it, deal with it, but deal with it, you know, without talking about it, you know. And, and what happens is as men, when we do that, you know, it's not healthy for us at all because as time goes on, certain situations happen in our lives where you can now begin to lash out at other people, you know, and what happens is the people you're lashing out at or the attitude or the, the behavior you're, exuber- you're exuberating has nothing to do with the people that you're doing it towards. It's the fact that this thing has been bottled up for so long mm-hmm. and that you now it's now festering and now it's coming out at the wrong people at the wrong time, wrong place. And I always use the example of a soda bottle. You know, if you shake that soda bottle up or soda can, you shake it up and you open that, that lid, that soda's coming out on whoever it is, wherever they are, because now it's the, that carbonation, it's, it's coming out. And as for us as men, it's like, you know, when you get to the point where you explode, you know, and that, that's a whole nother you know, mm-hmm. ball game. And trust me, I've been there before, not particularly based on this subject, but in other areas of my life. And so as men, if we don't deal with these situations in our lives and the circumstances, they will affect not just us, but those who are connected to us in a negative way. And the thing for this book is my hope is that men will begin to start having those conversations around the topic and building community around it and begin to know that, hey, we can both deal with this, we can heal from this, and we can be free from it and move on in our lives. And not just, not necessarily forget, but yes. to move on and not let it be something that that hangs over our heads as time goes on that's anything we deal with but this subject i just felt that it was it was time to kind of expose this and in this book you'll see 
it opens it's an open book it talks about my feelings my emotions the questions i had the inadequacies i had the shame and blame that i dealt with and all all kind of things so Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And that's what I was so eager to say in the beginning that, yeah, your wife, um, Tamara, has written um, a book and I did have copies of that book. I, I actually shared that with some of my clients um, before in the years gone by um, that were dealing with with loss, um, especially in terms of miscarriage. Um, so I would, I would give that, that book um, to them and, you know, just such a blessing. So I was really excited to hear, you know, that you have written it from the male's perspective um, for so many reasons. And, and like you're saying, I just did a, um, I mean, maybe it's been two weeks ago now, I was invited onto Clubhouse, which I ain't never done no conversation on Clubhouse therefore, but I did it. Hey, we made it. We, we survived. We did it. Um, but it was um, about men's health and um, well, it was men's health month. So we were talking about the aspect of mental health and they had invited me to come in. And so one of the things that I did, I came, I come in talking about immediately is that emotional suppression piece mm. and that you're right, you know, due to conditioning, um, you know, how some men are brought up and it could be a cultural thing you know uh, depending where yes the message is that men don't express their emotions and so really just wanting to advocate for my brothers out here you know and be able to say like no 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 um, and to give what the research does say about the links as you mentioned between that suppression and how it does contribute toward a lot of physical ailments that men do um do, well people deal with but we're talking specifically for men um there are a lot of things that are beyond mm -hmm. our control i mean you know and if, if i could just you know speak specifically like say black men you know there are going to be some external factors that we just absolutely have no control over in terms of like systemic you know racisms and um in terms of microaggressions and these types of things that black men you know feel and carry in their bodies like day in and day out and i'm like okay you can't do anything about those things you know generally speaking but what you can do you know, you can go somewhere and be able to debrief. You can begin the process of learning how to express your emotions because any little bit helps, you know, in terms of, of, of their overall um, health. One of the things that I said in this particular conversation, um, because someone made the comment about, well, do we want to find ourselves putting words in the mouths of men? or something to that effect. And I said, well, sometimes they have to, because I truly believe that, you know, if they haven't done the work to be able to connect with what they are feeling, to be able to verbally express that, we can sometimes give that permission to say, wow, I bet this makes you really sad. You know, I'm certain that this might feel a little overwhelming watching your wife, um, you know, go through such a traumatic, event and you feeling helpless we get to say those words you know for them and so then for a man to then be able to say well yeah I guess that is what I'm feeling can also be a way to help them to open up and begin this um, process of expression especially if they are not necessarily 
um, familiar with that. And it's, it's interesting. And I've worked with many, many, many men. And it's interesting when we, when we start the work with what are you feeling and how many men, it takes a very long time for them to really even be able to um, access the vocabulary to be able to describe what they are feeling. So I'm so grateful to you for doing this for me and for one, but also to do it in an area where you're absolutely right. We don't hear the man's voice a lot in terms of baby loss, especially when you are um, talking, you know, around um, miscarriage, especially uh, because, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, well, you never got to meet the baby, you know, and we have all these things that we hear and people say and all of the things. And, and I've been on that journey too. So I already know those comments got so many of them. And I'm like, that's not helpful. Just shut up and go away and let me just put the covers <laughs> over my head. It's kind of, you know, the way I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, okay. Um, but um, yeah, so I, you know, I've, I've been on that journey. So I do know the things that are said sometimes are not helpful. But I wanted to say this, and then I want to toss it back over to you. I'm really grateful about this book because I remember when we were on um, this particular journey around baby loss ourselves. And I honestly did not think that it bothered my husband. Now, I'm not saying that he was just like indifferent, like I don't care, you know, kind of a thing. But I just didn't think he had feelings like I had feelings until, you know, some months later. And somehow we were talking about it. And at that point, he had begun to express some of the things that, you know, he had been thinking about and he was feeling. And I said, oh my God, I just never knew. Like, I never knew. I said, I just really thought that you might not have had a sense of connection since your um, body wasn't involved in it. Like, you know, I'm carrying the, the pregnancy and then it's like, I'm losing the pregnancy. And for me, um, mine involved um, emergency surgery. So it, you know, so I, I, you know, my body went through like a lot. And so there was a lot of connection, you know, like physical connection. And I just told him, I, you know, I had to apologize because I honestly did not even consider that he had feelings, you know, around not just seeing me go through this situation, but also about that loss of child. So um, that was my first time, like, you know, I, I feel bad that I, it, I, and I, and I did, I apologize to him, um, you know, that I just had not considered it. So it was very interesting to hear it from his perspective. So this gives me a very personal, you know, I, I can definitely um, relate to this because, you know, this has been our journey. So that's why I go back to saying thank you so much for speaking on behalf of those fathers who, you know, don't know to say anything or don't know how to say anything, that you are being that voice that could very well be that catalyst for them to then begin to talk about this. Yeah, well, let's, let's you know, be honest, you know, us as men, we're not necessarily taught, trained, or, right. or groomed to talk about our feelings or our emotions. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we've been taught for, for millenniums to just, you know, don't talk about it suppress it you know grow up you know be a man and it's like well and this is why I, i'm very grateful to my father because my father taught me about both sides you know of, of the boat he's like look you know you you're just a time you have to be strong and be a man and and take care of responsibilities and you have to kind of you know take a step back 
Then there's mm-hmm. a time where you need to express yourself. He's like, but you also need to know that in expressing yourself, don't think of yourself as less of a man if you do so. Now, there is there are some fine lines, and we're not going to get into those fine lines today, but there are fine lines where, where you're expressing yourself. And then there can be a time where, you know, you're, you're kind of just becoming whiny. And that's that, that, that can be a little different. But let's be, put this into perspective. If you're not expressing yourself as a human being, there's a part of you that actually disconnects you from the father, from the creator. Yes. Because what happens is that he's the one that gave us those feelings. He's the one that gave us those emotions. And so now we're, we're supposed to and allowed to express them in a healthy and positive way right. to do so, which makes up our humanity. Mm-hmm. Now, when we don't do that, now, again, there, there's the, 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 the mindset of when you begin to suppress things, you talk negatively about things, and et cetera, et cetera, those things start to affect your body. It starts mm-hmm. to affect your health. Mm-hmm. Mentally, physically, emotionally. And for us as men, no, we're created to conquer. We're created to, to take dominion do and, and conquer things. And when we're not doing that, and if we're not able to express ourselves, it causes us to think of ourselves as failures. Oh, I didn't conquer that. I'm a mm-hmm. failure. Oh, I didn't accomplish that. I'm a failure. And for me, you know, I, I've replaced the word failure with life lessons. Now, of course, the mm-hmm. word failure, it's there. We use it. But, you know, I like to look at it as life lessons because if we're not learning the lessons that were, that were from our mistakes, what's mm-hmm. the point of making mistakes if you're not going to learn from them? Right. And so this book opens up the opportunity for us to start having those conversations and start building a community around it because... Like you said, there are a lot of, of men, whether in the black community or just men in general, who just don't understand or know how to express themselves. And then there are some out there, but then they may be afraid to do so because they don't know that other men are capable of doing the same thing, you know? And so this right here allows them to, to not to see, to read, you know, my story. And then be able to be to relate to it and be able to say, wow, I felt like that, too. Wow, mm-hmm. I had those same questions, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my emotions were running like this, too. And my, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, my book, it's detailed. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, as detailed as a woman would say, but it's detailed from a man's perspective where a man can relate. But then also from a from a woman or a wife to be able to say, wow. I didn't know you felt like that. Like, or honey, did you feel like this? Is this how you felt? And so I would personally encourage both men and women mm-hmm. to read the book because it will help women to understand how their husbands felt when this process, and it'll help men to be able to deal with, heal from, and be free from the circumstances, the situation that you faced when dealing with that. And to go back to, to, to your husband and not you feeling as though he didn't have any you know, connection with it because his body didn't go through it. When you're married, you are one. One mm-hmm. feels what the other feels. And just because, mm-hmm. you know, us as men, we don't express ourselves the same way as women do. You know, we still have that hurt. It's just expressing it goes a whole different way. And for me, it was the fact that, as I said before, we're, men were created to conquer. And when my wife was going through this, I couldn't fix it. That's right. And because I couldn't fix it, I felt like, wow, like 
am I really the man that I think I am? My I'm I'm in my twenties when this happened. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, am I really the man I think I am? It's like, you know, I can't fix this. I can't, I can't make this right. And mm-hmm. so now it becomes a question of, I can't fix, I can't fix her. How am I going to fix me? Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I'm not thinking about me, but as time went on, I started realizing how much it affected me as mm-hmm. a man, as a father, as a husband. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, I couldn't fix her. How can I fix me? And mm-hmm. so now it becomes the right, okay, you need to find someone you can mm-hmm. confide in, talk to, who's not going to number one, judge you mm-hmm. or tell you that, you know, man, you should, don't talk about that. Man, that sound weak. No, mm-hmm. that's the wrong person. Find someone who you know you can confide in. And the thing for me is I didn't actually talk to someone about it. Someone actually sought me out. Mm, wow. And so you can read about that in the book. Someone mm-hmm. sought me out. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thing for me, the foundation I had for my father was, was great to help me in dealing with the aftermath. Mm-hmm. But during that time, I, I was just somewhere else. You know, I was doing my, the best I could to help my wife be there for her, mm-hmm. you know, help her assist her anywhere that I could mm-hmm. to the best of my human ability. And mm-hmm. wherever I fell short at, that's what Elohim had to take over, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but someone sought me out. And mm-hmm. then in, in doing that, it allowed me to start opening up about it more. If not to someone, it allowed me to open it up more to the creator about it. And I know that, you know, your podcast, it talks about a lot of things of, of the kingdom, you know, the kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven. And so mm-hmm. those of you out there, men who are, 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 who are of the kingdom, are believers, you know, if you can't talk to anyone, you know, physical, talk to the father, mm-hmm. you know, and then he will either guide you to someone or he will send someone to you to be able to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And those of you out here who listen to this podcast, you may not be believers, you know, but you enjoy like the content or you kind of stumble upon it, you know, find someone you can talk to that will be able to, to, to be, have your best interest at heart and who will not just have that, but will also will not go and tell your business to other men, right. someone you can confide in. Yeah. And at the same time, if, if, and if you are, if you believe in this, pray, Pray, mm-hmm. prayer is always something you can do mm-hmm. always available to you no matter what no matter who you are it's always available to you absolutely yeah you're right and this and that's a lot of what this podcast you know tries to center on as well as you know my whole work um just showing how our faith does not have to sit in direct opposition to our mental health even though you know so many times, especially in a lot of times gone by, um, it's been um, constructed in that way. And, and that's just true. I think a lot of people hesitate to speak to the Lord about these things because we, we forget that we can come to him broken. You know, like we feel sometimes to be quote unquote faithful means that we can't ask the questions. (laughs) You know, we can't say why, oh God, or, um, you know, why did you allow this to happen? Or, you know, I can't, I can't do anything like do something, Lord. You know, we, when we have to recognize we're at the end of ourselves, sometimes we feel, you know, um, we can't voice those questions and those lamentations. And so, so often, 
you know, I've had to point out the Bible gives us an entire book of Lamentations. It gives us prophets, Jeremiah. I mean, his writings are his weepings. He's the weeping prophet, you know, because the Bible shows us that, as you said, we can take these things to the Lord. We can, we can say, we don't understand, you know, for the person who has um, suffered loss after loss after loss and just don't know if they will be able to, you know, have a, a child that comes from their own bodies. They, it, it's okay to say those things to the Lord. And I think that um, I've seen a lot of evolution over the years as I've, as I've been doing this work. And so I'm so grateful that a lot of the barriers have been removed that used to be there, a lot of the stigma um, especially in my earlier days, but it, there's still some, you know, there's still some, and there are a lot of people who feel that there is, uh, it's almost like a sacrilegious, you know, to be able to say like, oh, why, you know, why are you, are you carrying me through this? Are you taking us through this? Why do you keep doing this to us or whatever the case may be? And I'm like, no, that place right there is where the Lord bids you come. That's exactly where he wants to meet you. So yeah, thank you for even saying that. I wanted to ask you as you, I mean, I'm, I'm certain some of this is in the book too, um, but as you're just reflecting, you know, kind of back on that particular time of your lives, what was be, beyond like you already kind of explaining, you know, I can't fix this. Like I can't, you know, I can't fix this. What do you think was the next or another emotion, I'll say, that you became keenly aware of that you were experiencing and then you were able to just kind of put voice to that particular emotion? Um, I would say, you know, the the shame and blame of it. You know, I, I had to get out of that slump because I started blaming myself for what happened. Mm -hmm. And then the questions that I asked, you know, I'm like, well, what, what have I done so wrong that this mm -hmm. is happening? You know, what, what did I do? You know, um, what did I not repent of? And I'm like, I'm going down the line. I'm like, what did I not, you know, ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. from? I'm like, I'm asking all kinds mm -hmm. of questions, you know, mm -hmm. then I start saying, man, like, maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I'm not, mm -hmm. maybe I'm not going to be a good father. You know, maybe I'm not going to be a good husband or maybe, and now I'm like, I'm, and as I'm talking, this is all of the, the questions that you have, mm -hmm. which are fine to have, because look, if, mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. you don't ask the question, you're not going to find the answer. That's right. But in me asking these questions, it was me. It was to a point where I was just totally in myself mm -hmm. and I'm going to speak to the believers out there. Mm -hmm. How many stories do we have in the word that shows people who are in themselves and in those moments they're not thinking about the scripture that can help mm -hmm. them along the way they're not thinking about going to their knees and praying they're not thinking about having a conversation with the most high they're thinking about listen i'm hurting or i'm having an issue and a problem and i need it fixed mm -hmm. by somebody if mm -hmm. it's not him somebody needs to fix the situation Mm -hmm. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm coming in the blame game and I'm starting to fill myself with blame, my mind with blame. And then I have the shame aspect to where I'm like, man, I'm like, people are going to find out this happened, you know, to mm -hmm. us. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, 
Because mm-hmm. you, you know, you read about it, mm-hmm. you see it on TV and movies and all that, but you don't really think it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Then when mm-hmm. it does, and, and when you have a certain perception or a certain persona, you kind of you know want people to look at you as you're like, oh man, like we 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 gotta we gotta fix this, like we gotta make this right. Well, there's no fixing this. Mm-hmm. Like it's a part of your life journey now. Like this is a part of you now. So now it's like, as you said before, in those places we get into, and we're like, like, you know, why are you taking me through this? He's like, nah, like this is a part of your journey for mm-hmm. you to help somebody else when they come behind you, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I tell people this all the time too. It's like, if we look at stories in the Bible, those who had questions, those who, those who were in themselves, in their flesh, there, there is a moment when the most perfect person in the world had a flesh moment. And the flesh moment was when he said, if there is any way anyway. you can take this cup from me, Lord. please do so. Yes. And then in this next moment, he said, but mm. not my will, mm. your will be done. And where we get stuck at as human beings, this is why we need the Messiah, is because we get into a place where, we, for me, I got into the blame and shame game. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was, is I stayed there. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was now doubt sinks in and now it allows the enemy to say, oh, what else can I throw in there? What else can I mm-hmm. pile on you to make you think more or less of yourself? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, certain situations we deal with, we're not going to automatically snap out of it. Right. Over time, you start building a mindset. That's why the word says that this mind be in you that was also in Christ. You got to have that mm-hmm. mindset to flip it right away. And we learn that over time. And mm-hmm. so for me, the blame and the shame was the, was the other feelings that I felt as mm-hmm. a part, as opposed to, you know, feeling inadequate, mm-hmm. blame and shame was the next one. And that's where I kind of, I kind of stayed there for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for me, the, the ultimate one really was inadequacy because as a man, I'm like, man, I'm not, an a- I'm not adequate enough to fill this position, to, 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 to make this happen, to make this work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And you're right. And I, I, I don't like to, <laughs> I don't like to call things formulas, formulas. But I do say, you know, mm-hmm. to, like look at the patterns. Like look at the patterns. I mean, you can take a song, and you can see where it's this expression of all the emotion. And my, you know, father and mother have forsaken me, and my enemies were seeking me day and night, and my bones are brittle. I mean, it's just like all this expression, expression, expression. And then there was like this moment of clarity. You know, I know that this tends to be kind of a graphic analogy, but I say it's almost the same as when we find ourselves like, you know, sick and we're vomiting, right? And so it's like your body, that's a natural process that our body does to rid itself of something, some toxin, some poison that is creating turmoil within. And I say it's the same thing with us emotionally. If we just allow ourselves space enough, time enough, as you say, because it is a process to be able to express however it is, whatever it is. And I do believe that those of us who are called to walk alongside people, we have to be um, discerning um, to not jump in too quickly to short circuit that expression. Because sometimes we'll kind of start thinking like, okay, well now, you know, that's, that's been long enough. Like you say, we don't want a person to get stuck there. And that is true. However, 
we also have to consider that this may be also um, exasperating something else that a person has experienced, you know, in life. And so therefore, if those things kind of mix in with whatever the present circumstance may be, then it very well may take a little bit longer for some people to have to do some expression because, you know, it might be that something is it's kind of hitched on to a previous experience that they've had in their lives. So we do, we have to be very discerning um, and careful when we are walking alongside people to not short circuit and just really pray for that discernment to be able to say, you know, if we do see a person getting stuck, you know, how is it that we might be able to help them to turn that corner or to direct them to the people? Because it very well may be at that point, it might need some professional intervention or how is it that, you know, we can persuade this person to say, well, maybe we need to go and talk to somebody, you know, I'll go with you if you're afraid or you don't want to go by yourself. I'll go with you. I'll be with you. Um, if we find where it seems like it is beginning to t turn to something that is lingering, that's becoming a little bit more unhealthy, that is beginning to um, impede um, like daily functions and, and the such. So, yeah. Um, what else would you want us to know as we kind of prepare to round out the conversation? I, I, I'm so, I'm just so excited. I cannot wait. Um, and I know you'll tell us all of the things about when the book is, um, is due out and I think pre-orders are taking place now. Oh, yes, I they are. About that? Yeah, yeah, so you'll tell us about all those things. But what else would you like for us to just know about this message? And I'm, again, I'm just so excited. Uh, I'm so excited to see what is going to be on the other side of when this is like launched out into the world. Mm -hmm. But is there anything else you would just like for us to know about your heart and your desire for this? Yeah, I'll, I'll say two things. Number one, as, as a married couple, um, and I, I know that there are people out there who are, you know, you're not married, but you may have children or may have happened to you, but I am going to mm -hmm. specifically address the married couple. So if, mm -hmm. as a married couple, mm -hmm. you know, you need to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you, be mm -hmm. there for you, and who are mm -hmm. going to allow you to express yourself in the yes. feelings and emotions that you have, husband and wife, man and woman, yes. because that's important. Yes. Because whether it's an inner circle, and I, I strongly suggest your inner circle be mm. very tight, mm -hmm. very tight. But then you also have those who are not a part of the inner circle who also can be those extra layers that can be there for you. But, you know, have surround yourself with other people, other mm -hmm. married couples, other, you know, whether it's mentors or it's, you know, parents or other married couples who have who have tenure, surround yourself with them so that they can be you know, the ones to help impart into you, you know, on the journey you're going on. Mm -hmm. Because um, there was, there was the, the couple I mentioned before, me and my wife spoke to a uh, friend of ours that it happened to that the, the wife had mentioned that there were, there were friends of hers that were telling her that she shouldn't have felt that way, or she should, it wasn't mm. a big deal because she, she had a child already. They both had, they had a child already. And the second one was the one that happened with the miscarriage. And, and her response was, why should I not feel this way? Like, that was my child that I lost, you know? And she was like, how dare they say I shouldn't feel this way? And it really made her feel like, are these people really my friends? Or do they really care about how I'm feeling right now? Regardless of whether you have empathy or sympathy, like, do you really care about me as a person? And that really hurt her. 
mm-hmm. and it hurt her husband because he's like he's like we thought they were her friends mm-hmm. and it was kind of like you had to kind of reevaluate is this really a relationship i need to keep to keep or is it just the fact that i need to explain to them why i feel this way so they can somewhat understand that and that's the decision that you have to make i can't make that decision for you but surround yourself with people that are going to be there for you that are going to be you know allow you to express yourself but also help you to get up out of that slump Mm -hmm. when it's time to and start getting yourself back together Mm -hmm. the last thing i'll say is this is that for all my men out there if you are dealing with something that is beyond your control as a human being to deal with, whether it's feelings, emotions, whatever it is, there's a three-letter word you need to do when that happens. And that is ask. Mm. Ask for help. Don't take it on by yourself. Because it will some way, somehow destroy you mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, spiritually, emotionally, Mm -hmm. mentally, all those. Mm -hmm. So please ask for help. And this this book here, it gives you, you know, some resources. It gives you an open book to me Mm -hmm. in this situation. And you can apply this to any situation that you're dealing with as a man. This is just, you know, one of, of others we can apply to, but this right here, because it happened to me and my wife and I've, I've learned in writing this book, how other people are opening up to me about why wow, that happened to us or happened to our son it happened to this person or even a grandfather who happened to years ago mm. are saying, man, like I never really dealt with that. I never really expressed myself with that. And like, they're telling me how they're so appreciative that this was done because now it allows them to be like, wow, I think I can get free now of that. I never dealt with it. And they're 60 and 70 years old now. Mm-hmm. So, and, and listen, it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. not about me. I am a vessel that is used by the most high to put this out here. And my hope is that not for it to go big so I can be big, but because people need healing people need deliverance people need to be free from stuff and it's it's on those of us who have been given the call or commission to say hey you've dealt with this i'm selecting you to do x y and z with this now if you choose not to i can i can pick and choose someone else but i'm this is what i've given you to do and I'm not going to go into a, a sermonette right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm closing on, on my mm-hmm. statement <laughs> on this lovely podcast. But yes, men ask for help, ask for help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when we're, as we conclude with this, you know, I'll also leave my information and where they can get the book from and all that stuff and where they can get the pre-orders and when it releases and all that good stuff. But, you know, couples surround yourself with people who are going to be there for you and allow you to, to, to express and, and, and be healed. And all of my men out there, ask for help. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Period. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. I, I I certainly appreciate that. I appreciate your heart. And oh yeah. Wow. Just ask. Just just ask. That's that's. I mean, it's nothing else to say. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. Just ask. I, I appreciate you so much. Um, 
So, by the way, thank you for your heart. Thank you for your yes. Thank you for your yes. Um, because you're absolutely right. The, the deliverance, the, the liberation of another um, is so often contingent upon sometimes our yes, you know, and yeah, you know, the Lord truly can rise up another, just like Mordecai told Esther, you know, somebody else can't come along, you know, to do this, but do you not believe that for such a time, you know, um, this is why you have been placed where you are. So I truly believe for such a time, you know, your yes is going to definitely make um, huge impact. In, in, in men's lives and men's health, you know, as well. And so I'm, I'm so, so, so very grateful. So yeah, will you please tell us like where you are on socials, where people can order the book and all of the things, we'll definitely link it in the show notes. But yeah, just let us know how we can follow you and know what's gonna be going on and when everything will release. Sure. So those of you who aren't seeing the video portion, you can't see that. But here's the book, the book cover, Letting Go of Baby 2, from My Father's Heart. Um, you can get uh, the book right now. The book is in pre-order uh, status. So you can get the book right now, pre-order it at Simbawi.com. That's T-S-O-M-B-A-W-I.com. Uh, purchase it from there, pre-order. Um, and... If you would like to or you want to, you can actually get the whole series of Letting Go a Baby, where you can get also not just my book, but my wife's book, Letting Go a Baby. And you can get her grief book, What um, Here, What's Next, a, a uh, guide to dealing with grief after loss. And then you have also her book, Letting Go a Baby, that she wrote previously as well. You can get that as a whole series if you'd like to. Um, I would encourage uh, people to to get the series that they can you know, read them individually, read them with your wife and your husband together, read them in groups and just start having conversations around it from a, a, a husband and wife perspective and really start um, some true healings, uh, some 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 extra special <laughs> healings mm -hmm. as well. Uh, as far as social media, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter. You can find me uh if you want to use my username, it's uh, TK Billionaire, um, or you can type my name in. It's only three of us in the world. There's my father, myself, and my son. I am the only one that's on social media and on the internet. So if anyone else is claiming to be some Valley by a junior who is not me online, they are a liar and the truth mm -hmm. is not in them. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, on LinkedIn, you can just find me by name on LinkedIn as well. Of course, I am the only. Um, Simbao anybody junior on the internet via social media. Uh, my father is not, and my son is too young to be on social media. So he's not there. He's in middle school right now, but he of course will not have any social media presence until me and his wife, and me and his wife, me and my <laughs> wife say so. Right. Me and my wife, not his wife, me yes, and my yes. wife say yeah, so. No, no. <laughs> That's right. And that's um, I'm not missing anything else, I don't believe. But uh, mm -hmm. if you go to my website, of course, too, you can also see all the stuff I'm, I'm involved in as mm -hmm. far as the stuff I mentioned earlier uh, in the show that I'm, I'm doing. I'm also working on a nonprofit as well. Um, that's something that we're working on as well. So we're kind of keeping that under wraps. And once we kind of get that going, we'll put that out there as well. So um, I think that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming and being a part here of the podcast and sharing with us, you know, what you're up to, what you're doing. 
oh, the beautiful work that you are putting out here in the world. Um, and I love that we probably have to come back and have a whole conversation about not letting the sun on the social media just get so yeah Ooh, man the stories i could tell about just even in the counseling world so i'm mm-hmm. grateful y'all are um you know monitoring that and um you know just waiting until the appropriate season you know for for that to be a thing um oh the one yeah, thing so i do want to say i'm sorry yes um July, I'm sorry, July, July 20th, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's the release of the book. July 20th is the release. So pre-order pricing is available up until the 19th of July. July 20th, we're doing a live podcast with both myself and my wife at 7 p.m. So you can catch that on my Facebook page, my LinkedIn page, and our business um, YouTube page at Frame of Mind Inc. Frame of Mind Inc. YouTube channel. Um, if you happen to miss the live, you can catch the audio replays, you know, on Apple, on Spotify, on Google Music, um, Amazon, all that stuff. So just in case you want to be a part of that, next, uh, 7 2022, July 20th, 7 p.m., we'll be doing a live. And we'll also, you can actually sign up for the live if you want to. We're going to put a link out. So if you want to just, you know, sign up to have, you know, get reminders about it, this, that, and the other, you can do that as well. So I want to let you guys know that. Because my wife will be there too, and we'll be talking about both her book, my book, and all of the lovely information that we have about the Letting Go of Baby series. Yay. All righty. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I love a live launch. So, yeah, we would definitely keep that in mind. Um, well, again, um, some by way. Some by we. Some, some by, by we. we. There you go. We. <laughs> Y'all always call them TKs. So that's why I don't think I don't know how to call it. I just don't TK. But anyway, um, thank you for being here. And thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure to pray God's blessings will be upon your launch um, in the days, the months, the weeks, the years ahead. I just really believe that this is fruit um, that's going to remain. And that's 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 what we we want. We, just, we need for it to remain. So trusting God for the increase. Um, with all of the things that you guys are preparing to do into lunch. So again, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate, appreciate you sharing your time. And to our listeners, I know you guys have been blessed listening to some Bow We. Yes, yay! <laughs> today, y'all ain't attempting the last day. But anyway, um, uh, today we, we appreciate him. And so I know you've been blessed to be able to hear him share some of his lived experiences and his wife and how they are taking that and they have attached meaning to a found meaning and they find purpose in that now to share with others who are um, experiencing that same pain. So I know you've been blessed listening to him today. Um, And as I always say until next time, but anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the spirit says to the churches. After you have heard TK's call to... um, men especially yeah to be able to express themselves and to talk about some of the hard and difficult things that they go through as well and i'll just sum it up like that because i don't want to undo all of the beauty that he has done but that's what his call has been what will be your response and the church said 